What's up, folks? We are here with another Weebaholic podcast. Let's get it. Let's go. Today, I have a very, 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 very special guest. Mr. Special Guest, can you introduce yourself? <laughs> yes, I can. Oh, you know what I should do is, uh, hold on a second. I'm going to introduce myself, uh, not as my wife. I'm going to rename myself. Uh, <laughs> you got love. You got to love Zoom. But uh, yeah, it's Brian Donovan and um, otherwise known as Rock Lee from uh, Naruto and Davis from Digimon and, uh, you know, a few other things. And I'm sure we'll touch on during the course of this. Uh, and I also have some very special lighting from, uh, from the clouds. <laughs> from the oh, I know. Look at that. Hit me. I don't even. I'm like, I'm just going to keep it. So uh, some people pay for that kind of lighting. Um, yeah. Anyway, boys, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, it's good to be here with you. Well, thank you for coming on. Before we get into the episode, you guys can go find the podcast on Amy Asker again show on every platform, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube, of course. You can follow Instagram and Square Again Show. You can follow my co-host, co-host.eyes.ivy.lens and rgap2 for his podcast. And um, yeah, now let's get into these questions. You want to go first? Since you're on yeah. the lunch break. Yeah, I wanted to go first. Yeah, this is Rayshon from the Rayshon Gatson Anime Podcast, or rgap for shirt. I wanted to uh, say I really appreciate you for being here and talking anime with us today. I do so. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's just super. I have to say, um, when I get these shout outs or requests and stuff, um, you know, obviously, we're all juggling a lot of stuff. But uh, I have to thank you both for having me on and and being able to connect to uh, you guys and the fans this way, uh, because, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, it's great doing the show and and, and all of that. Uh, and I feel very lucky, especially with Naruto. It's gone on for, you know, 13 years yeah. now. Um, but you know, really connecting with the fans and, and letting them know how much I appreciate, uh, them watching because it wouldn't exist without you as they say. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for this opportunity to say hi to everybody and, uh, and be on your shows. Okay. 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 The first thing I wanted to ask you was like, for more information about the mighty me training camp that you created, was it like a nonprofit or something? Oh, wow. We, man, nice throwback. Uh, yeah, that, I did that before you guys were born. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I created a children's show, the Mighty Me Training Camp, which you referred to um, back in 2000. So, uh, and, you know, basically, I, I, I used to work in the inner city and, and work with, um, you know, really tiny, tiny tumbling and, and little kids, you know, three, four, five and six year olds. Um, and so I created a show based on that experience. Um, and I love that age. I mean, they're just it's just fun. I mean, it's not always fun, but it's mostly fun. <laughs> um, and, you know, what I just thought, uh, what I started to realize was, and this, this kind of goes back to Rock Lee in a lot of ways and, and a lot of the kind of the, the everyday heroes from, from anime, but, but I started realizing that kids were just, you know, they thought they had to fly to be a superhero. They ha- thought they'd have to bend, you know, steal to be a superhero or fly faster than the speed, you know? And I just wanted to bring back the philosophy that, you know, no, you just have to be your best self and you just have to be, you know, um, a good person, a well-intended person. That's a superhero, the everyday superheroes. Those are the ones that I was interested in. So the philosophy of the show, the Mighty Me training camp, was, uh, you know, everyone has a Mighty Me superhero spirit right next to their heart. And, you know, and if you are your best self, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, et cetera, um, then you're a hero, you know? And if if you do... You know, kind of like, you know, I liken it to like, you know, saving the cat from the tree and walking the little old lady across the street. There's so many things we can do every single day 
that makes us heroes. Um, and so, yeah, I was just trying to bring that back to it. And then uh, a lot of the show is physically based too, because I really believe that, you know, you have to be, um, you know, you just got to care about your body. You know, you got to take care of yourself like broccoli, <laughs> you know, um, you know, you got to change. Promote more of that hard work kind of. A little bit more of that hard work. Yeah. Because, you know, as we know, it's, 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 it takes work to, to be finely tuned in this world, you know, and even with that hard work, you know, life still throws stuff at you. Um, and so, yeah, you gotta, you gotta work at it, you know, to be, um, successful in every, you know, aspect of your life, you gotta work on it, you know, where you water and where you, where you cast your sunshine is, <laughs> is what, what's going to grow. Right. And, um, you are in the bottom of broccoli. For sure. What's that? You are the embodiment of broccoli for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, in interviews, you know, what what is it about broccoli or do you relate to him? And and yeah, I mean, we do. I mean, it's been a real pleasure playing, you know, a character like Rockley because because of his work ethic, you know, the hard work, the perseverance, the persistence, um, you know, his passion, you know, these are great qualities and, and they're qualities that that keep us, uh, you know, keep us alive, Franklin, you know, because it's when, when life gets you down or kind of suffocates you a little bit or knocks you, you know, knocks you blindside, um, you got to get back up, you know, and, and some people have that grit, some people don't. Um, but I do believe that, you know, when you have, you know, kind of role models, like my little man, Rock Lee, um, you know, you, uh, and I think that's also why Rock Lee, and Naruto and, 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 you know, other properties too, yeah. but, you know, specifically Rock Lee, at least from the fans and that have talked to me about it, you know, he does represent that for them, you know, and, yeah. and they, he has helped them get past, right. you know, adversity at school or, or just tough times, bullying, you know, other things. And people have picked themselves back up and they attribute a lot to Rock Lee, um, not just Rock Lee again, but, you know, but to the fans that I talk to about my characters, you know, they're like, yeah, man, Rock Lee got me through stuff. You know, he, he I, you know, he reminded me that I picked myself back up and that's awesome. You know, that's, that's amazing. And to be able to play a character like that, um, is awesome. And I think, you know, you said, oh, you are in the embodiment, you know, I mean, I, I had some of that anyway, but you know, it's been nice to play a character for 13 years. I constantly that constantly reminds me yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we have to be reminded, right. I mean, it's not, you know, you'd be some freak of nature if you, you know, like you're, I got this, you know, I got this. No, we don't always got this, yeah. you know, you got to, yeah. we all need cheerleaders and we need reminders. We need role models, you know, like, like my man, Rock Lee. So anyway, yeah, anyway, cause that was, cause even, even Rock Lee has people that pick some up during the series. Uh, yeah, exactly. Guy, guy. That's it. That's exactly. it. Pick her up. Or... Um, yeah. yeah I mean, Oh, sorry. What was that, Rishon? Oh, I was about to, uh, for my um, second question, I was just going to ask, basically, what got you into um, voice acting in the first place? And what was that process like? Did you um, did you go to school or did you just like go straight into audition? The theater class. I, looked inside, I know a lot of people said they, they took theater classes and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, you, 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 you have to do, like, if you, you know, I'd say this to everyone, you know, if you have dreams, whatever they are, it doesn't have to be, you know, getting into anime or voice work or, or even Hollywood. I mean, we all have like, you know, there's a million dreams out there. There's a million things that people, you know, want to do and, and dream to do. Um, and I just say, look, you gotta, you gotta work at it every day. You know, if you have a dream, you know, whatever it's your five-year plan, your 10-year plan, your 15-year plan, you know, you have to do something every day towards that goal that dream that plan um and if you're and if you're not i mean whatever take sundays off but you know if you're not doing something towards that goal 
then you're not doing enough because dreams are hard to come by. I mean, they're, they're not easy. Um, and, yeah. you know, for me and my trajectory, yeah, I did, I did plays and musicals. And, and when you're a kid, it's just fun. You know, I mean, hopefully you're not really thinking of it as that hard work. I mean, you're doing yeah. stuff that you really enjoy. Right. Um, yeah. And that's how it starts. Hopefully as a kid, you're just doing stuff that you love to do. Um, and then you kind of follow that path. Um, if it makes you feel good and you're, you know, you get good at it. And that's kind of what I did. And then when I got to college, that was probably the tipping point for me as far as like voice work, because I became a DJ uh, on the radio station at my, at my university at school. Um, yeah. And so that got me really comfortable in front of the mic. It got me good on the mic. Um, and so that unbeknownst to me was kind of the tipping point as far as like a career in anime and, and voiceover. Um, so when I got to Hollywood, you know, in 1990, um, you know, yeah, long time, dude, I'm, I'm old boys. I'm, old, I'm probably older than your parents. I might be yeah, a grandma. I could be yeah, a grandma. My mom was born in 84. So not that much. Your mom was born in 84. <laughs> I can be your grandfather. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell anybody. (laughs) Yeah, Rock Rock Lee's an old fart. Um, But yeah, I, uh, you know, I was DJ. And then when I came to Hollywood, um, you know, I I had spliced and diced to edit. That's just a slang for edited, you know, um, a voice. Mm-hmm. a voice tape of the work I did in on as a DJ. Um, and I kind of hope to get into voice that way. And that's kind of what happened. I, I started, I tossed, you know, I passed the tape around, you know, it's back in the old cassette days and handing them out to casting directors. And then I got hired. And, um, but then it wasn't until probably nine, I think 98 or 99 was my first gig with, um, with anime. That was my did first. Want- situation. Okay. I think that's going to bring me into my third question. All right. Good launch. There it is. What do you got for me? Is that Flint? So- the top? Active? Uh, no, it's uh basically it was uh what circumstance brought you into auditioning for Rock League? Did you already know about the um, anime series before auditioning, or was it more like you you needed a job at the moment? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So my trajectory for anime was um I did um I did a character. I'll show you this little muggy thing again. I did this character. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but Flint. Flint, the time detective. Oh, yeah. It's totally okay. good one. So I did Flint. Okay. It's, not, it's not a very well-known property, um, but it introduced me to the team that ended up doing Digimon. And so when Digimon season two came around um, for Davis, uh, they were really interested in having me do that. And so I was asked to audition, which is great as an actor. I mean, that's the place you want to be is when the you know production team, the producers, you know, know you already and right. bring you in. And so there's there's a real confidence. I was surprised to hear you did Digimon. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of my favorites. Oh, oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I did Davis for the fans that maybe not don't know Digimon as well. Sorry, I didn't think I'd be using this cup today, but uh, <laughs> it turned out to be a nice prop. So that's Davis, the goggles and the flame jacket. Oh, I remember him. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he's, um, you know, he's he's an awesome character too. But so I did the whole second season of Digimon, and that was interesting because it was already a huge hit. Um, you know, they had already done season one. And uh, it was a big hit. And so there was a lot of pressure, you know, they're passing the baton of like, okay, you know, we got this property, it's huge. And uh, you're the lead, you know, or one of them. And Mm. so so that was super cool. And then that really got me entrenched in anime and, you know, because I could hold my own and do the character and this show continued to be successful. Um, When that was done, I guess, uh, let me think. So we've been doing Naruto for 13 years, I guess 14 when I probably auditioned for that. 
so anyway, there was a couple of years in between Digimon and, and, and um, Naruto, not, not much. Okay. Um, but from like the se- from the season I did, season two and three, because I was the narrator in season three, I think there was a full year. Anyway, they were having a tough time casting Rock Lee because Rock Lee is, as we know, is kind of quirky. There's no contractions, you know, it was, it was an interesting, he's an interesting character and the way they wanted him was interesting. So they were having trouble and they're like, hey, do you want to come in and, and try? We're really curious about having you as, as Rock Lee as this character. And uh, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll swing the bat. And, you know, that's basically what I did. It was the same, it was very similar, a lot of the same players on Digimon and that team and, 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 um, and producers and stuff. Uh, were involved in Naruto uh, and the launch of Naruto. Now, mind you, Naruto, you know, it's not the juggernaut that it that it is now. I mean, it was it was a huge property in Japan, but in America, it hadn't been introduced yet, except for you know diehard fans that watched you know the original. And like, and like tsunami, like late late night or early morning tsunami. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, so you know, we we so to answer your question, part of your question was, did you know? you know, Naruto and did you know the property? I didn't, you know, I, I like, we were all kind of like, oh, we knew it was a big hit in Japan. Um, and they we were super know. excited about it. Well, yeah, we didn't know, we didn't know the juggernaut it would become. We didn't know that it was going to be this 13 year, you know, uh, you <laughs> also, know thing. Do you still work with bars? Like, cause I don't watch. Bars. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, but the parents aren't that involved. Um, Active in it. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was looking, cause I was trying to see if you played his son too. But I didn't see that, so I guess you didn't just Lee, play Rock Lee. Like yeah, no, I don't play Metal Lee. Um, no, I, uh, who is the actor for that? Um, it's escaping me now. But they, yeah, they got they got all new, you know, act mostly new actors and stuff. Yeah. There's some peripheral actors that are that carried on with the show and stuff. But um, but I think Boruto um is a new uh new voice, like pretty pretty new to anime. Um, and then Metal, you know, same. And so I I have like this peripheral, like I come in. You know, every, 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 yeah, yeah, they had like a tuning exam, you know, and I kind of earned, you know, on a, a tournament and stuff. And so I did that. But yeah, ancillary, small, small stuff. The parents aren't really that big part of the show. Okay. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. I think this is an uh, interesting question. A lot of people, you know, in the anime community, you know, me included, we, de- we definitely talk about how Dub doesn't love to sub. But you guys, Naruto, I think you and... Your anime and Death Note have one of the, some of the best like dubs ever. Do you do you could you explain why you think you guys have some great dubs or? Uh yeah, man. I mean, that's well. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> you know, I think I think because it was such a big property, um, you know, and they knew that they that this was a potential. I mean, you know, dare I say it, money maker. I mean, you know, like this is like. Yeah. You know, it all follow the money, right? It all comes back to okay, this is a big one. We don't want to screw it up. And so I think they put their A-list players on it, you know, as far as producers, the director Mary Elizabeth, who's a big, you know, big anime director, um, and very well known. Uh, she was the director, and um, you know, and they brought in some of the, the better anime actors. Um, I mean, I say that modestly, I don't mean to be like, you know, they 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 got brought on in Viragli, but you know what I mean? They got they got a lot of the big players at the time, and mind you. You know, anime was still pretty new as far as like, you know, dubbing mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's not what it is yeah. now, you know. I mean, even 13, 14 years ago, um, it was still, you know, it's still fringe. The cons were a lot smaller. Like every it was just a smaller world and a smaller footprint. Right. Um, but they got the they got the best of the best. And right. and Mary Elizabeth, you know, really set that precedent early on that the director and and she's a great director, as I said. So 
Um, so we really trusted her a lot. She really brought out the best in us a lot, you know, because, because, you know, I thought there was more than a few times where I'd be like, okay, that was a great take. And she'd be like, no, let's do one more. And I just want you to like, I just want you to hit that part with a little more emotion, a little more, you know, and so she would like, you know, push you to do better, be better. Um, kind of like Guy Sensei yeah. and, and Rock Lee, right? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I really attribute that to, uh, to her. And then of course, you know, when you do a show for that long, you just, there's, there's, you know, there's just kind of adjust to the role. Yeah. Yeah. It gets you kind of, you kind of live the role when you're, when you're there type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you have time to like really establish the characters. You have time to develop the characters. You have time to grow with the characters, you know, and actually all the guys had too. Yeah. A lot of time. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of time, man. And it gets in your DNA and, and, you know, and, and so a lot of shows that don't have that kind of run, they don't have the chance to really sink in there because I mean, even with Rock Lee or anything I've done, um, you know, sometimes you get lucky and hit it out of the park right away, but, but it usually takes, it takes a few shows. It takes a few episodes to really get in there and go, okay, I feel like I got Rock Lee. And for me with Rock Lee, it took even longer than that because he doesn't speak like I speak. Um, I mean, you know, there's still a tonality. Yeah. Have yeah like, I mean, you know, I, I, I contract everything, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, like most of how I talk and how I say, I mean, I'm very Californian, that slangy kind of, you know, and, and Rock Lee, I mean, even again, my tone is, is there, like you can still hear a little Rock Lee in my voice, right. but the way he speaks, you know, um, was very different for me. And so I had to just kind of, you know, really take some time to get in there and feel comfortable, you know, speaking without contraction and that more proper way. And then of course the crazy emotional, you know, ups and downs he has. And, um, and that was awesome and fun, but it was just the lack of contractions and, and speaking, you know, uh, with I am or I will not go, you know, I mean, who says will not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I won't, I won't go, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just a, just a different way of speaking. So, um, so yeah, that was the challenge for me personally. Okay. Okay. I was gonna, oh, were you going to say something? Oh yeah. I was going to ask this, like, Rock Lee doesn't have a lot of speaking roles. Is that kind of hard too, to kind of adjust to his role? Cause like, he don't have a lot of scenes where he's actually speaking or prominently in the story. Uh, Rock Lee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Um, you know, if you're not speaking, you're not working. Right. So yeah. like, I mean, it's not like, it's not like, you know, on camera, you know, a lot of acting is reacting. Right. So like, if it was an on camera, like with you guys, if I was doing a, a you know, I, an improv with Chris right now, I mean, a lot of, a lot of uh, my skill would have to be reacting to what Chris is saying to me. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, but with anime and, and animation, like, you know, if you're not speaking, you're not on, yeah, you're, you're you're on the it's up to the, yeah, it's the animator that has to create the reaction and all that. So, yeah. So I mean, it's not really heavy lifting, you know, with voiceover, I mean, much more so on camera um, because again, I mean, you know, as some of the, the yeah, pros, like it's, a, it's not like it's a live action, so you don't have to like make facial expressions or have a, have a certain look or something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, and, and, and the pros will say acting is reacting. So like on camera, yeah, I mean, that is the job, you know, um, if you aren't taking in what the other person's saying and reacting in a certain way or letting that fuel your next line, um, you know, then you're not doing your job, you know, but yeah, but again, with voiceover, um, you're just not on, you're not even in the booth, (laughs) you know, the animators are doing their thing or have done their thing. And, and, you know, and I watch the show like you guys go, Oh, that was cool or not. (laughs) Like, you know, so you kind of have to trust the artists and, and how they're uh, having your character react to stuff. Um, yeah. 
I was going to ask you, I think this is going to be like, this is something I kind of wanted to know from every voice actor. In prime Naruto, what does a recording day look like for you? Like go from 6.30 whenever you wake up to the end of the day. What would that day look like? Yeah, well, you know, the beauty of uh, voice work um, is that you're, you're, it's very efficient. Um, you know, like if I go to a set for live action, like we were talking, like on camera, I go to a TV show or a film, I'm shooting something. I mean, I'm there all day. I mean, it's kind of what you described. Like yeah. you wake up at 6.30, you got to be on set at 7.30, you end up going, you know, you sit in your trailer for the first hour, and then they'll get you into makeup and wardrobe, and then you go back to your trailer and sit down. <laughs> you know whatever and then you're waiting you're waiting and then you go to set and you do a rehearsal and then they got a fixed light so you go back to your trailer or whatever you go back to a chair that you know um and and you know so there's a lot of setup a lot of waiting around with voice it's like you know for naruto is the example you know i'll get a call uh you know an email uh you know a week before saying hey we're checking your availability you know for next week we need two hours um or we need four hours which is pretty rare but you know usually it's three three two two three four hours um and four is the max that's contractually the max for sag because with voice work it's just really strenuous because you are working the whole time and there is no sitting around or going back to the trailer it's like you're just blasting them out so that's why it's a four hour cap because most voice actors can't, you know, you're done after four hours, you know, especially if you're doing a lot of, you know, leave for a game, you know, and very low, you know, if you're blasting that out or all the efforts are like, ah, you know, you're done. You're fried yeah. after, you know, two, three, four hours. So, so contractually they put a cap on it. Um, and so, yeah, you go in and you, you sign in. If the studio is ready for you, you go in the studio and, you know, you say hello and you do all your social niceties and then, they get you in the studio, uh, they test your levels, and then you start ripping five minutes after that. You'd be like, okay, we're going to start with loop, you know, loop six. And so you go through the script and you go to loop six, and then they they play it. You sometimes, mostly you'll do like, uh, you'll review it, you know, so you see what you're doing, like what's the scene. Uh, you look at your line and you go, okay, and then, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And then they'll, like, they'll play it again. They'll go beep, beep, beep. <laughs> And on that imaginary fourth beat, that's when you start ripping on your dub, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, and then, you know, you just get a sense, like, you know, as you do it, as long as I have, you get pretty good and fast. Um, I think if you're new to it, it's probably very intimidating because you got to, you have that imaginary fourth beat, you got to time it, then you got to look at his flaps, you know? And as you say, some dubs better than, you know, better than others. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, if it's well done, then you're really trying to, to sync up, you know, even though they're speaking Japanese and you're filling it in with English and it doesn't always translate. And that's when you see like wacky flaps and you're like, what, what is going on? But, you know, you try to, you try to match it up enough. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you got to do it a, a time or two. Sometimes you mess up the line. Um, you know, uh, for me personally, I had a really tough time um, with Japanese and getting Japanese just right. Like I can fake it. Konnichiwa. But, but, you know, but, 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 but they were really specific about where you hit, you know, some of the, you know, some of the things, um, you know, like, uh, like even the, the jitsus, you know, and so like my whole session would kind of slow down <laughs> when I to say anything Japanese, you know, and it got to be kind of an inside joke because, you know, oh yeah, Brian Donald Rockley sucks at the, you know, the Japanese. <laughs> and so, and I wanted to get it right. They needed to get it right. So, you know, we, I'd be like, okay, say it again. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hear it. And, you know, and then we do that. Um, but mostly I was, I'm pretty fast at it. Um, it's just when we came to a, a Japanese word I'd never heard before mm -hmm. or something or a new name that's like, um, you know, it was just difficult. Sometimes I'd have to do a few times just to get the inflection right or where they want emphasis on, you know, on the syllables and stuff. So, um, but yeah, yeah, but that's the day, you know, and then, 
you rip, man. I mean, there's no, I mean, maybe if you're doing a four hour session, you get a break in, you know, in the middle for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but mostly you just, you're in there, you're ripping lines oh, and, and you, yeah. Yeah. And you can do, <laughs> you know, you can do, um, you know, it just depends. Like, I mean, some, some sessions I've knocked out six episodes, you know, if, if Rockley's not in it that much, they'll be like, you okay, you don't, you don't need that many lines. You can just get one, two. Yeah. 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 Oh, and okay. some, in some sessions we haven't even gotten through one episode because I might have a hundred plus loops, you know? Right. Um, and so it just depends, you know? Um, yeah. Rayshon, oh. did you have Oh, yes. I wanted to um, thank you for uh, taking the time to speak to us today. I had to go ahead and leave. But yeah. I just wanted to go ahead and say thank you. This was a real a great honor for me. Uh, my pleasure, <laughs> man. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you, you know, maneuvering your schedule to make it work. You know, uh, <laughs> we're all, as I said, we're all juggling a lot right now. So <laughs> thanks a lot, man. Super nice to meet you, buddy. And uh, best of luck with you and all your dreams, too. You too man. We'll text. Yeah. All right. I was going to ask you, Mr. Donovan, my next question is, what do you think is like the, like the climax of Naruto for you playing as Rockley? Was it a tuning exams or wasn't that, I forgot the Sasuke retrieval or like, what was your favorite part of doing the Rockley voice? Um, you know, I think, I mean, I align with the fans on this one Mm -hmm. quite a bit, you know, I think, I mean, I think the fight with Gara is one of the oh, best yeah. fights in, in anime history, you know, and, and it's been ranked as one of the top 10 fights in anime history. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's still in the top 10 or not, but, you know, it got a lot of love. And I think for good reason, you know, it was yeah. it was it was epic. It was it, it you know, again, for all, for all the fans, I think emotional. it represents. Yeah. So it was super emotional. It, it, it was it characterized and personified Rockley in that moment, personified all the things he's been known for with the hard work, perseverance, persistence, like getting past like all these things when you are so down and you think you are so defeated and to just pick up. And then of course the graphics and the anime was yeah, amazing. The, the world, Drops these weights. Yeah, you know, and the whole, the whole the whole dojo, the whole this whole studio like cracks and rumbles and you, you know, you just knew you're watching something special. Even when we were watching it before I recorded, you know, they're like, yeah, you got to see this fight. You know, this is what we're doing today. And I was just like, oh, my God, I mean, it was epic. And so, yeah, I think for me, um, it also set the precedent and the tone, I think, for the rest of the show, frankly. I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, Rockley and the, you know, the Gara fight was, you know, launched the show. But but I think for a lot of fans, you know, when you ask them when they really got sucked into oh. Naruto, most of them the were exam. The tuning exams, that yeah. whole arc was made. That whole, that whole arc. I mean, the tuning exams was it for everyone. And then they realized, wow, I'm watching something special. Right. It's super cool. And they all, all those exams um, and all those, this tournament, you know, that they, they just, you know, it, it set a nice precedent for all the characters and all the things right. that they represent. Um, and so I think there's a universal, you know, relatability to all those things, right? You know, everyone, not everyone loves Rock Lee, you know, I mean, but, but at, during those tuning exams, I think everyone, all the fans kind of, kind of pick their, yeah, they yeah. kind of pick their characters and pick their alliances of like, wow, that, that character inspires me in some, you know, for whatever reason, that character, um, I can relate to that character in some way, you know, and I think that's amazing. And that's why, of course, shows, any show does well is, is the audience has to, has to relate to the character in some way, whether they like them or not, yeah. you know, they're, they're attracted to them in some way. They're, they're, tr- they're drawn to them in some way. Um, and, you know, fortunately enough fans were drawn to yeah. Rock Lee. You know? <laughs> and, uh, 
and you know who I played. So that's that always feels good, of course, because not only because I'm a small part of it. I mean, you know, let's be honest. You know, it was it was a hit in Japan before I even gotten involved. Um, Rockley would have been probably you know would have been a hit regardless of who voiced him. Um, I just got lucky. I got past the baton to 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 do Rockley, and and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> I was gonna tell you, I don't know why, but Zoom is doing is like timing out. We have like about nine minutes left. I don't know. Oh, okay, you got the forty time. minute Zoom. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I paid for it, but sometimes like it'll do that. Like I paid. Like sometimes it'll just do that when a lot of. Ah, uh, that's all right. You know, it's okay because I got it. I got to ramble it. It's okay. I, ha- I have like two or three questions, and then yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's take it to the wire, and then when you see it click down last minute we'll do a little closing thing okay 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 so i was going right. to ask you if you could like outside of uh, lee of course who do you think are your three favorite characters from naruto uh, <laughs> wow well i love i love guy sensei i mean i love mm-hmm. the voice actor guy i mean meaning i i don't even actually know him very well but mm-hmm. um but i love what he did and what he brought to guy sensei um i and probably cuz i heard it the most maybe you know cuz i sometimes if he recorded before me they might play him instead of the japanese version because a lot of times you're just hearing the japanese um but if he was in the studio before me and not just before me but you know recorded prior to me being there um then i would hear him a lot but you know it was just like lee you know i just (laughs) his delivery was so funny um and really worked for the dynamic between the two um i have a, a soft spot for uh 10 10 um who's probably metal's mom but you know of course yeah. we don't um but I, I i did i always loved 1010 i mean not you know obviously uh you know rockley loves sakura but um yeah you know for 1010 just for me and the voice and who she was uh you know i i dug her um and then you know i think i mean uh, you know what's not to love about naruto you know he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. it's it's hard not to be like yeah i mean you know, it's, it's his show, um, or Miley show, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I thought she did a brilliant job with them and still does. Um, you know, it's heavy lifting. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, um, there and, uh, you know, and I think she just brought a lot of great stuff, um, to Naruto and, and I'll be honest with you, her voice had to grow on me. Like originally when I first heard, Naruto and what what Miley was doing um I I was taken aback a little bit I was like you know it was I it was just very confronting I was like wow I don't I don't know if I like I didn't that even know, I didn't even know a female was playing Naruto until like like after I because Naruto was my first anime I watched it in 2017 not, not even oh yeah man yeah so I like one you know how you are about your first anime you're obsessed about everything and then I go back I'm like oh a female play, she did really good Really yeah amazing really amazing and uh yeah i mean and, and still amazing i mean yeah. you know she's 13 years deep too and um yeah i mean she's she's just she's she just brought a lot to it but yeah the voice had to grow on me i mean i'll be honest and and but once it did and once i was like oh i see what she's doing and yeah. where this is going and um you know she yeah amazing um and she's got a lot of love because of it i mean you know she brought naruto to life she brought the whole whole show to life you know i mean it's called this is a million dollar show now basically oh dude billion yeah (laughs) no i mean really truly like i think worldwide i mean it's deep into the billions at this point you know it's it's just a huge property i mean worldwide dragon ball z and pokemon like probably one of the most animated that are known everywhere yeah yeah dragon ball z pokemon and and i'd say naruto i mean and you know it's some purists you know, you know how it goes. Like if a band gets popular, all of a sudden, you know, people aren't fans because, you know, too many people like them. And I think that's probably happened in Naruto. There's a lot of 
anime purists that only go for the really obscure titles and you know <laughs> never admit to like you know oh i you know i don't watch naruto or, mm-hmm. but yet they probably did it was probably like you their first anime but yeah. now they've you know, they're, they're off because yeah. it's too popular and too world, you know, wide known, but, but, you know, yeah, I mean, let's be honest without the Naruto's of the world and the Pokemon's on the Dragon Ball Z's, you know, none of the other ones would exist, you know, I mean, um, or if they didn't exist, it would be hard to get in the Western, like, you know, Western hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go yeah, that's, to the websites. Like Crunch, I remember Crunchyroll, I had, um, I was talking to my other coach, Rush, you couldn't make it. He's been an anime fan his whole life. He's set, same as me, 17, but he was like, Crunchyroll didn't exist until like about 2014, like until Naruto and all these other big stuff got big, like all these, like, like all these stuff having anime was very like small until it got. Big. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you need, I mean, look at the end of the day, I mean, as much as people hate to talk about commerce and money and, and all that, it's about money, you know, if there's no audience or there's, you know, and so, yeah, these big properties like Naruto, you know, they made Crunchyroll uh, possible, you know, I mean, really, that's the bottom line. And so, yeah, um, and I don't mind the purists, like, I get it, you know, I, I, I used to love you too, and I don't really listen to them anymore, you know, when they stopped, when they got so big, I was like, ah, okay, whatever, you know, I get it. But, um, but yeah, so I get that. I, I understand the purists. You know, I'm purist to an extent, but I'm not going to hate on that. Like, I'm not going to hate on the show for it being popular. It's just good. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I'm not the biggest, I'm not a DBZ fan at all, but I respect it for what it did for bringing in a lot of anime fans for the 80s and 90s. But, you know, people love to be snooty about it. Some people love to be snooty, baby. Yeah. I was going to ask you my one, well, we got two more questions. I'm going to see, we have four minutes left. What is, what is your favorite con if you have been to a lot of cons? Do you have one that stand out to you? Oh, you know, I wish I could answer that with more authority because I haven't been to that many. And when I just started doing them, you know, the pandemic hit and it just wiped them out. I mean, I think I had last year. um, So I started doing them in uh, two two and a half years ago. And GeekCon was my first in Madison, Wisconsin. And the reason I did GeekCon is because um, Jeff Nimoy, who's a very well-known Digimon director and, and does a bunch of voices too, um he was uh doing a movie based on on cons called uh famous and he asked me if i would play a version of myself like a like a kind of a, a wiener version of myself you know <laughs> um, in the movie and i was like yeah let's do it and so we we went to madison did it at a live con and it was it's was awesome like it was amazing and so that was my first con i'd never done it before and and then that kind of launched me into oh this is fun and you know i'll do some cons and so when I started lining them up, I did a few before the pandemic. And then I had 12 lined up uh, when the pandemic hit. And then it just wiped everything out. And so now like, they're just coming back. I think I'm going to do, um, I'm going to Knoxville, I think, in uh, October. Um, and I think that's going to be my first live con again, if it even happens. I mean, you know, who knows? The world's changing so quickly, right? But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful for that one. And um yeah, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, sadly, I'm not the guy to ask. I mean, I just haven't done enough yeah. to, uh, you know, GeekCon was awesome. You know, uh, that yeah. disbanded from the pandemic. So I don't know if they're going to ever come back again, which is really sad. But, you know, the pandemic, I think, is going to shift a lot of players around. Yeah, a lot of um, yeah, yeah. DreamCon, I was supposed to go to DreamCon and they're awesome guys. Um, and that got canceled. Um, you know, I went to Ichiban Con, which was really fun. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the ones I've been to have been really great, and 
and I haven't been to a mega con yet. You know, I haven't been to a comic con. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I've heard pros and cons, right. Cause they're so big and so overwhelming that, you know, it's almost too much. Yeah. Um, I've only done like medium to small cons and those, those feel right to me, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I go to a, you know, a, a massive con, you know, we'll see. I might have a different answer, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. My last question. Can you give us some rock Lee, some rock Lee, uh, sayings before we get out of here oh yeah man yeah of course i can um <laughs> <laughs> i kind of probably knew that was coming um yeah i mean uh yeah i mean one of my favorite is um i work hard and i never give up that is my gift that is my ninja way oh my god and then whatever and then i can spit out primary lotus <laughs> <laughs> goosebumps man goosebumps from the first anime yeah nice nice well i appreciate you watching man and uh and i appreciate uh you know taking the time and, and making this platform available to uh, me and the other actors and and uh yeah man it's super cool and really truly man i would be remiss if i didn't say you know um good luck with your dreams you know uh rock lee was a big dreamer and i know you got dreams and you're still young and you want to be into journalism and, and it's a great start and i love and i you know for your fans I mean, you know, you reached out and 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 kept reaching out because I said, <laughs> oh, you know, look, can we bump this a month and reach out again? And you did. And that's your own persistence, and your own assertion in life towards your dreams. And and it's important. It's a great lesson. You are a great lesson and role model uh, for your fans, too. Just, you know, if you got a dream, you know, work hard, persevere and be persistent um, and, you know, keep that assertion in life because uh, that'll get you far. Thank you, Mr. Donovan, for coming on. You guys, I hope you enjoy it. Please go follow him. I will have all your Instagram and everything you have in the description box. You guys go follow us at Amherst Corgan Show and all of our platforms. And we are out. Stay safe. Peace.